Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may tune in. This is Reverend Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and this is today's episode 83 of our Truth Tidbits as we continue to read in God's Word and go through His Word daily. And I pray that you are reading the Word of God yourself and finding Him in it to speak to you and that the Word of God comes alive to you. It is my desire that sharing these only helps you, but doesn't replace your own time with the Lord in his word. Praise be to God. I pray that these are encouraging to you as we look together in God's word. Today, I've been talking the last few days about Hezekiah and about some um, concepts from him and about race and running our race and all of that. And um, I honestly thought that I might move to something else after after yesterday's, and I thought that might be it. But this morning I got up and the Lord just really gave me, <clears throat> excuse me, really gave me this uh, word for you today. And so I want to do my best to share that with you. And it's called Grace for the Race. And we're going to talk one more time, at least, about running our race. And there's probably many other sermons that could come from this, many other messages, many other topics and conversations that can come from this theme. So this is in no way exhaustive. But this is what I had from the Lord, I believe, for us to consider today. Grace for the race. And I really want to kind of focus it in this way. I'm thinking of five F's that I want to share with you. Um, sometimes when we're studying hermeneutics and learning in, in ministry work and so forth about speaking the word, it helps with alliteration te- techniques and, and other things like that. And so, um, so today I'm going to give you five quick F's. And I, uh, the Lord gave me these five, and, and five is the number for grace in the scripture. So that's why I've titled it Grace for the Race. We're going to look at five key points And the anchor scripture that we're going to begin with, we've been here before in several of these different messages from time to time, but we're going to be here again. And it is Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. And we've not exhausted everything about these two verses either, trust me. So today won't be any exception, but we are going to focus on one quick thing today, drawing from this as an anchor verse. Excuse me. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Incorporated in here are several things that form the backbone for these five that I want to bring out today. But notice this. Hebrews is telling us, the author is telling us here, that there is a race that is set before us, just like Jesus had a race that was set before him. There was a prize he had to do. There was a finish line he had to cross. There was a race that he had to run. And it's the same thing with every Christian, every person. We each have a race to run. 
And so here we see several elements that we're going to kind of draw from and incorporate into these five F's. But we're also going to look at a few other scriptures. So first, the very first one I want to give you is filled. And let's look at a scripture reference that will give us more details about what I mean by that. So one of the the very first F that we want to, to have as an element toward this grace for our race is filled. In Ephesians chapter 5, I'm going to read verses 17 through 21. And it says this, Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, meaning the Holy Spirit of God, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. So here there's more elements to this than what we will get into in this brief discussion. But I just want us to, to understand that, that the first part of this um, grace for our race is to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. And even here you'll see that it results in speaking to one another in thanksgiving and praise with one, with one another, sharing the, the praises of God, encouragement to one another. It, it also incorporates prayer to the Lord, speaking to the Lord and giving thanks to God. That's included in prayer time. I also want to stress how the Holy Spirit of God is the author of the Word of God, according to Peter and according to the Word of the Lord, because they were inspired. The Word is all Scripture. Paul says, is God-breathed, inspired Peter also testifies of that at the mouth of two or three witnesses. A thing is established. The Holy Spirit authored the word of God. And the Holy Spirit also testifies of Jesus. So being filled with the Spirit of God will also draw us to the word of God and to testify of Jesus, to have the right um, attitude toward Jesus, to speak correctly, to have a testimony of him, to do things that are honorable to him. It will always honor the word of God. And there's also the element of being filled with the spirit of God in growth and in exercise. You know, when you're running a race, you have to train and prepare for that. You can't just stand up one day and say, I'm going to run five miles and then go down to the track and start running. It does not work that way. There has to be training. There has to be buildup. There has to be preparation. And the way we develop skill in the kingdom of God is by work by the word of God and and growing and developing those skills, developing those things. There's um, scriptures that talk about being babes versus growing up and developing skill through exercising our faith and exercising the tools that God has given us in the word of God, learning to discern truth from error, etc. Those are some of the things that I'm talking about there. <clears throat> so first, we start our race. And the first F is being filled with the Holy Spirit of God. The second F is being faithful. Whatever our race is, being faithful in the doing and serving that God has called us to do 
as a part of running our race. Uh, the author of Hebrews told us in Hebrews chapter 12, <coughs> excuse me, the author of Hebrews in Hebrews chapter 12 told us that we were to run our race with <coughs> endurance. That word literally can be translated or can be understood as staying the course. In other words, a constancy. You know, life has its ebbs and flows. We have days where we're up and days where we're down. And, you know, those kinds of things come. But still, whether we're on the mountaintop one day or whether we're down in the valley, we still can have that constancy of running the race. There may be days where it's easier than others or days where it's harder than others. But God, by the Spirit of God, this is one of the elements of being filled with the Spirit first, is that the Spirit of God will help us to run our race with endurance, stay the course, and be constant. And this faithful service is talking about fulfilling what the race is that we're called to run. In other words, we don't quit. We stay the course. We keep running. And we keep running. We keep doing what God has called us to do. We keep ministering. We keep serving him faithfully. Jesus said, when I come back, will I find faith on the earth? Will I find faithfulness? Will I find those still believing in me, still serving me? Faithfulness is necessary in the running of our race. So first, be filled. Second, be faithful to what your race is. Whatever God has called you to do, be faithful to do it. The third F is to be focused. Having an eternal view. With our eye on the sky and our eye on the prize that will be awaiting us after the finish line. You know, in Hebrews 12, when we read that, it talked about um, laying aside every weight and every sin that would so easily beset us. We're going to talk about that in just a moment too. But I also want to couple this with one other scripture, and that is the scripture in Nehemiah chapter 6, verse 3. This is a beautiful scripture that the Lord really just honed in on me um, months ago, maybe almost a year ago now. And I actually took it and wrote it on a card or something, and I have it posted somewhere where I'll see it on a continual basis, and it'll be a reminder to me. And I pray it will be a reminder to you as well. But Nehemiah chapter 6, verse 3 says this. What's happened here is that there's people that have opposed Nehemiah and the rebuilding of the wall. And so they've tried to come in opposition and other things. Well, now they're trying to trick him to, to bring him down from the wall. They're trying to use a different tactic to distract him and to hinder the work. This is the point. They are trying to distract him and they are trying to hinder the work and thwart the work. And Nehemiah says this, it, it reads in Nehemiah chapter 6, verse 3. So I sent messengers to them saying, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and go down to you? Oh, if you have trouble with distractions or hindrances or other things, 
I encourage you, write this verse on an index card or something and put it on your wall, put it on your computer, put it on your refrigerator, wherever you will see it, and read it on a regular basis and make this a living word to you, uh, for you, so that you will not be distracted. That's what he's saying. He kept himself focused he remained focused. He was like, wait a minute. I can't. I don't have the time. I don't need to take time to come down to you. That's a distraction. That's a detour. And I'm not taking any detours. I'm in my lane and I'm staying focused in my lane because I'm doing a great work for my king. I'm doing a great work for my God. He's called me to do this and I'm going to do it with all of my might. And I cannot come down to you. I'm not going to let the work stop while I take a detour and go off to you and go down to you. So I pray if you struggle with any form of distraction or hindrance, let this perhaps be an anchor verse for you. Grab hold of it because this is an awesome word against distractions and hindrances. And in uh, Hebrews, we had just read about laying aside, casting aside every weight and every sin that easily besets us. In other words, think about it like this. The weight is anything that would hinder or distract us, similar to what um, Nehemiah was dealing with here. Could be people trying to distract us, could be other things, other loves, interruptions, whatever it may be. And we all have things through life that we have to go through. So nobody can sit 24-7 and just, you know, pray or read the Bible or whatever. Of course not. But there are times when we need to cast off all of our weights and, and distractions, those things that are trying to hinder us from fulfilling our mission and loving our God and working and serving Him and being in love with Him and in, in fellowship with Him. So that's kind of a weight is a sin or, I mean, a distraction or a hindrance. The sin that easily besets us is interesting because the word means the, the offense or the sin or whatever that would try to come against us. But it also brings in an element of a competitor. It's like a competitor. In other words, it might be you are getting started to run your daily race. You're getting started to minister to someone or you're about to, you know, get in the word and, and speak a message or you're going to maybe write a song or whatever it is that God's called you to do. You're, you're getting ready. You're set to do that, whatever. And then you have this competition that comes up in your mind. You have this competitor that rises up. Maybe it's a, a sin or a weak area in your life and you need to resist that. You need to uh, repent of it. If you've fallen into it, you need to ask the Lord to forgive you, whatever it is. Maybe it's guilt or some kind of condemnation thought that the enemy is trying to throw on you that you've already been forgiven for. And it's the devil just trying to compete so that he keeps you from doing what you're called to do. In other words, if you had some sin or some distraction that God has forgiven you from and you are no longer in bondage to that and you are not giving yourself to it, but you start to do the work of the kingdom and the work that God has called you to do and the devil might be there who do you think you are? Don't you remember? Da-da-da-da-da. Whatever it may be. 
And so you have to lay aside that competitor. You have to say, maybe it will be as simple as resisting that with the word of God that says it is written. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, to the called according to his purpose. And you might make that an anchor text for you in a situation like that. And it might be that that becomes a living word or some other word that God may give you. And you say, oh, no, devil, I'm not falling for that trap. I'm not falling for that competing thought. I'm not going there. I'm going to run my race because I'm staying focused. So we've looked at filled, faithful, focused. The fourth one is to be fruitful. This is how we do this by keeping our mind on the fact that we are living and building treasure in heaven, not on the earth. We are here to serve the Lord and we are seeking to honor him. And in we are doing it with eternal views in mind and with an eternal perspective. In Matthew chapter 6. Verse 19, Jesus is speaking and he says this, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Jesus is teaching us to invest our treasures in heaven. Now, what are those treasures? The things that he's deposited in us. What has he given us? He's given us time, talents, and treasures in, in the sense of some, some degree of financial resources, perhaps. And some of us have more of one than the other. Some of us have several. I mean, we all have a combination of them. But some of us may have one that dominates or two that dominate versus the other. There may be some of us that have more time than others do. There may be some that have more talents than others do. There may be some that have more treasures than others do. The point is, whatever your your combination is, are you submitting it to God? Are you investing it in heavenly things that will bring you eternal fruit? How do you do that? You do that by investing in people. Because that's the only commodity that will transfer from earth to heaven. You will not take any money with you when you go to heaven. You're not going to take a retirement fund. Trust me, the retirement plan of the Lord is out of this world, literally, and beyond our imagination. We can't invest money in that sense. It's not going to follow us. We can't you know, develop all these wonderful coffers of money here and it follow us, it's not going to happen. But we can invest it in the kingdom of God's work. That doesn't mean we don't save for future needs. That's not that's not what I'm saying at all. Jesus talks about that in other places and the wisdom in that. But there is a devotion of all of our time, talents, and treasures that we need to have to the Lord for eternal purposes. That's the point. We are trying to invest them in the lives of people, whether it's time with people, talents that you are sharing with people, your callings, your giftings, and, and your resources financially. 
however it is, sharing those and investing those for eternal rewards. That's the point so that we are fruitful because what we want is what Jesus called fruit that remains. Jesus said in the book of John that that we are called, that the Lord has chosen us that we would bear fruit. And in bearing much fruit, our Father in heaven is glorified. Hallelujah. And so we are able to share and to be fruitful for eternal purposes. That's the fourth F, being fruitful. And then the fifth one is to finish strong. I want to first turn on this one to Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. And this also can fit with some of the other F's we've talked about today as well. Hebrews 2, 1. Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. If we're not careful, we can drift away, and then we will not finish strong. We are running a race, and the Lord expects and wants us to finish our race. Just like the Apostle Paul gave us his example in Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 6 through 8. Paul writes this, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure or my death is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. What race? His race. The race that God had set before him. He had run. He had run faithfully. He had followed all of these other four F's. That we've talked about. And now he's doing number five. He's finished his race. He says I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. So he finished strong. He finished well. He didn't give up. He kept the faith. Finally there is laid up for me. The crown of righteousness. Which the Lord the righteous judge. Will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Paul is saying this is for an example to you. Follow this example, because if you will run your race the way you are supposed to run it, and you can then say the same thing that I say, that you have finished your race. When you meet your Savior face to face, then this will be awaiting you just like it is me. Paul is encouraging us to finish well, to finish strong. God wants us to not only run our race, but he wants us to run it all the way to the end, and he wants us to finish strong. And I want to share with you one final verse, and that is this. It's found in Third John, and it's verse 6. In 3 John, there's only the one chapter, and so I'm going to read verses 5 and 6. Beloved, you do faithfully whatever you do for the brethren and for strangers who have borne witness of your love before the church. In other words, while you're running your race, you're doing excellent to do these things faithfully. He says this, if you send them forward on their journey in a manner worthy of God, you will do well. In other words, John here is concurring with Paul and with Jesus, encouraging us 
to run our race, to finish, and to invest in the lives of others in such a way, he says, if you send them forward on their journey so that they can run their race, send them out with the tools, with the encouragement, with the word of God, with prayer and with other things so that they can then do their race in a manner that pleases God and that brings him glory and honor that's worthy of his name, then you, beloved friend, will end up finishing your race and have done well. And what we are all waiting to hear on that day is the Son of the living God, our Savior, say to us, Well done, good and faithful servant. Don't you want to hear that? I know I do. I pray that these five elements of running of grace for our race will help you in running your own race. Be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Be faithful to stay the course and do what God's called you to do. Be focused with your eye on the sky and your eye on the prize. Not allowing distractions. Not coming down off your wall but keeping busy with the things that God has called you to do, laying aside all distractions, being fruitful by investing for eternal purposes in the lives of other people, and then finish strong by sending others forward so they can run their race in a manner worthy of God. And then we look forward to hearing our blessed Savior say to us, well done. I pray this has been a blessing to you today. And Lord willing, you can join us again for future episodes of our Truth Tidbits. God bless you today in Jesus' name.